0: What's going on, fellas? This is Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. What is going on, guys? It's Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4. Tonight we're jumping into episode seventy. It is our seventieth show um, since we've started this podcast months back. So wow, we're getting up there now. But um, so yeah, first and foremost, I just want to appreciate everybody who stops in, everybody who checks you know checks this podcast out, and if you're listening to this on SoundCloud thank you if you're watching this on youtube and seeing the actual video format thank you um you know to all the um people all the individuals who follow my blog it's my opinion right thank you for that and you know i appreciate all the support that i've been getting and we're almost we're in february in a couple of days actually it'll be four years now going on four years since i've had a blog so (laughs) i You know, I just want to open up and say once again thank you to everybody who's followed along. You know, I appreciate that very much. You know, I, I it's hard to imagine now, thinking back four years ago, how I would have expressed my opinion without this blog. This blog has opened up in my podcast too. I just started the podcast, but you know, since I've been blogging and writing about the Yankees and writing about the Knicks, you know, I've learned so much about both games since then, and I've learned so much as a writer since then. I've gotten smarter, and <laughs> I just—it's—I it's, can't imagine not having one now you know, how would I be able to express my opinion? Now I'm able to get my opinion out there because I can share the blog, share the podcast on, on social media outlets and such, you know, and, you know, occasionally here and there, I'll get those, you know, your typical, um, you know, crybaby comments and, and something disagreeing with me and, and insults, but it's funny. I laugh at it sometimes. I used to like to debate, go back and forth with some people, but I stopped doing that. Now I'll just give it a laugh and, uh, but I appreciate the hate. I appreciate the love, and whatever I get—any criticism, any um, disagreements, any agreements, anything that's praising me—I I just appreciate all of that. And honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I—I I don't do this for followers as much as you know. I like that, as much as I enjoy getting people to read my blog and getting people to listen or watch my podcast it's not about that for me. For me, it's simply about doing this because I love it. It's a hobby of mine. I love expressing my opinion on sport. You know, I, I love it. It's what I do. And I have played sports my entire life. I've watched sports my entire life. But so yeah, just last, last thank you to to all of you. I appreciate it. But um, let's dive into the episode because nobody wants to hear me rant on about, um, my ridiculous little uh, blog and podcast. But if you are listening, if you are here, thank you. And let's talk about the Yankees because we've got some unfortunate news earlier tonight that, um, well, that James Paxson will be missing four months, at least four months. You know, the the report officially, it said three to four months. Um, let me check out the official report here. The Yankees said, uh, let's go back to it. I think it said three to four months. Where the hell is it? Why can't I find the Yankee page? Yeah, it says three to four months because he got surgery. Lum I have no idea what the hell this kind of surgery is. I never even heard of this, but microscopic lumbar dissectomy with removal of a of a cyst. The surgery was performed today, um, I don't know if it said today, but I'm assuming recently in Dallas, Texas, and his timeline to return to Major League Action is three to four months three to four months. Um, (laughs) it's, um, listen, honestly, my first reaction to this is it was very, you know, I, I was honestly, I'm numb to it at this point, you know, because all the injuries coming from last season, just, you know, the 30 something DL stints, the record breaking DL stints, I said DL not IL. Um, and I can I will continue to say that because I think that's ridiculous. But um no, seriously. I'm numb to it because at this point I I I expect it. It's a reminder to all of you who actually thought this team would head into the season a hundred percent healthy that no, that's not how it works in this sport. And in today's era, it's happening more and more. So the good thing here is that the Yankees have a ton of depth. The bad thing is the question um the question marks, you know. Of this rotation, not that it's a bad rotation. Even with Garrett Cole, it's very good. But they still do have some question marks, and I've been questionable you know, questioning this staff um, for a while now. Now it just becomes a little bit more questionable. You know, how's you know? Because even with everybody healthy, right? Even with the addition of Cole, and I don't want to be taken the wrong way here. I still think Severino is a question mark. How is he going to be? Is this the year where he's finally going to rise to occasion? right? And I always thought that James Paxson was... Listen, Paxson himself... I never looked at him as an ace. I know a lot of Yankee fans do, and many Yankees fans are those typical, you know, my fellow millennial fans who like to, to wishful think, I guess you could say, and they're a little too overly optimistic at times. But personally, I don't think he's an ace pitcher. I don't even think he's a number two. I think for stretches, he can definitely dominate, and we saw that towards the end of last season. Um, but to be an ace for me, one, you have to stay healthy, okay? One, one that's the big thing. You have to be able to prove your health. You, know, you have to stay healthy for year after year. And secondly, you have to pitch like an ace, not just for a stretch here and there, not just for a couple of weeks or a month plus down the stretch, but you have to pitch consistently dominant for the entire season, right? That's who Garrett Cole is. Um, that's who Justin Verlander is. That's who uh, Chris Sale has been. That's who all the aces, back: Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, they're consistently great from April to the end of the the season. They are, they don't have these up and down stretches like James Paxton did. And you look at his career numbers, Paxton, he's never had really outside of that one year where it wasn't even going to complete season where he had like a two something ERA. He's never had an ace like season outside of that. And I believe he's been in the league for eight something, eight years now, but so I don't consider him an ace, so when we look at that, it's not that big of a, of a loss. Um, but then you look at who's filling in, it's going to be a little bit interesting. Like I said, there's still some question marks because how is Jordan Montgomery, if that's who they opt to go with, um, how is he going to do right? This is his first, he missed an entire year, right? Um, and then some. So this is going to be his first season off of that big um, shoulder injury. What was it, shoulder or elbow? I don't know, but I forget. But it's going to be his first year since the Tommy John, and that's going to be interesting to see how he does now, filling in, just finding out now that he'll have to be there, there a uh, number four slash five starter, wherever way they opt to go. But you know, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I mean Jay Happ now. Obviously, he was supposed to be in the rotation to begin with, but this is going to be something for him. He has to now pitch every day. It's a guarantee. No, I guess you could say it's a good thing the Yankees held on to happen, and didn't trade him, but honestly, I don't think he's good. I think he's garbage. I really don't think he's going to do much other than pitch like shit for, I don't know, 60% of his starts. But it's going to be, I'm assuming, Garrett Cole, Severino, Tanaka, Happ, and Montgomery. There was also talk that the Yankees could call up Michael King, um, Clark Schmidt, Johnny Lasagna maybe, um, and obviously – Davey Garcia. Um, as for any of those guys, listen, I love the young prospects, but that's just another question mark, right? How are they going to do? It? They're going to debut um, and fill a guy like James Paxton's shoes. It's 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 asking a lot for a bunch of young kids to, you know, do for a young prospect like that to just come on the scene and consistently um, pitch every fifth day. So. That's going to be interesting, but yeah, I think they're probably going to go with Jordan Montgomery. We'll see how that works out, but yeah, like I said, as far as being shocked about this, being surprised, not really shocked at all. I expected this to happen. This is who James Paxton is somehow, some way, whether you believe it's him being fragile or whether you believe it's some freak accident, whatever, he always finds a way to get injured, and that's just unfortunately the way his career has gone, so this is his walk year, too. So for him personally, it, it sucks. He's going to lose some money this off season. Um And as for the Yankees, it's not that much to me in terms of their regular season, right? If he's back by July, that's fine. But even if he was to miss more time than that... I still think this is a Yankees team that's destined to at least win 100 games and win the division, right? I don't think there's... This doesn't make an excuse here, right? The Yankees should still go out there and have the expectation of winning 100 and winning that AL East, especially with what's going on um, in Boston right now. So (laughs) this should not be an excuse if they end up not um, completing their goal, their regular season goal of winning that American League East. So I, I don't think it impacts anything at all. It's still going to be relatively easy to, um, not easy, but it should still be their expectation for sure to win the East. So I don't think it's going to, you know, it doesn't really make me flip out as far as that. Now, as far as the postseason, yeah, you want him to come back and, and be prepared and have some starts under his belt. So you hope that that timeline the Yankees gave is, is accurate. You hope that he doesn't miss much more time than that, that he can get back and find a rhythm before the real season starts in October. But what else do we have? I wrote a couple things down. You know, there's some people questioning, should a Brian Cashman now make a move or did he make enough moves? You know, is he done making moves? Is he going to find pitching via trade now? right maybe he does i don't see that happening at the start i don't see that happening in the off season maybe sometime during the season that happens right maybe now that j hap is going to be out there every fifth day maybe this is more of a showcase for him right where he can go out there and display what he ha- what he has that he he'll ha- that he still has some stuff left maybe that's it um but yeah i understand people that are that have been questioning this rotation. Listen, don't call me a fake fan. Don't call anybody else a fake fan who has some questions about this team, right? Not everybody's going to wear those pinstripe glasses. So it's something that you have to take a look at. You still, like I said, Severino, he's had a history of not living up to those ACE expectations so far. And if you disagree with me, then so be it. But I'm going to tell you straight up, I don't sugarcoat anything on this podcast, on my blog, anywhere. I don't give you that, you know, that fake shit. Listen, Severino, I believe he has the potential to be a number one, number two guy. But as far as living up to it so far, he has not done that. Year one, his rookie year, he had a nice stint towards the end of August. Then he flopped in his second season, was transferred to the bullpen. Year three, he pitched very good. That was his really good season. That was the one great season we saw from Severino. The year after that, he was very, very strong in the first half. It looked like a Cy Young winner in that first half. But then he collapsed in the second half of the season. Then obviously last season, we missed, you know, he missed the entire year. We didn't get to see him until a couple of starts at the end of September and, you know, postseason for a few innings here and there. But, you know, so he's a guy where you have to realize he's not that ace yet. So he's not that bona fide superstar yet. Can he pitch to be, can he be like one? Maybe. And maybe the, the addition of Garrett Cole takes pressure off him and he goes out there and finally shows up. But, as far as me expecting him and me um, being fully confident that, that Severino will go out there and pitch like a Cy Young candidate, like an all-star this season, I'm not fully there yet, right? I'd say I'm 60% there. I don't exactly see it happening for sure. It's just, it's more, will he? There's a lot of ifs here, and you can go down, up and down, um... Should he have done more because Jay Happ is getting older and older at this point? He's never been too injury prone, but he's still getting older. And as you get older, you can be more prone to injury. And there's also the fact that Will Happ start to decline even more. He wasn't great last season. Will he be worse this season? Um, Now that he's pitching every day, he's your depth. Do you eventually have to go to your prospects? There's also Tanaka. You know, there's that whole Tommy John concern. I know every year we say it, and it doesn't end up happening, but it's still always going to be on the back of our minds. And then now there's Paxton, who's going down with this injury. To to It's just, there's there are a lot of question marks, and that was just one that it eventually happened. It was inevitable to me. But, like I said, sevy has got to be on his game. Garrett Cole has to perform up to 300 something million dollars he's earning. Um... Masahiro Tanaka, it would be nice to get some kind of regular season out of him, right? I love that he comes through the postseason, but now that he's going to have to be relied on more, it'd be nice for him to have an ERA, you know, 375 or lower, something like that. It'd be nice to get a solid regular season and not be as inconsistent from him now. But, yeah, it's not something that I'm worried about in terms of winning the regular season division and 100-plus games. We're still, you know, if all goes... As planned you know, last season, we had the 30 something injuries, and we still did all of that. So, James Paxson will take it. We just have to hope everybody else stays healthy, right? Because this is a team who, all around, it's not just in the pitching staff, they have injury issues. We saw last year, we didn't see it as much the year before, but we certainly saw it, right? Um, You need guys to stay healthy. And your big boppers, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Giancarlo Stanton, the big home run hitting trio that everybody hypes up, they haven't been able to stay healthy either. Obviously, Giancarlo Stanton was the guy who missed an entire season last year. And he's the guy who's struggled with injury his entire career. Now they're relying on him... um, I think he's nearing I think he's over 30 years old now. They're going to rely on him to play every day in left field with his injury history at that age now it's going to be interesting there. Um Aaron Judge, can he finally put together a full season? I know some of the injuries or one of the injuries in his career was a freak accident, right? That Kansas City game, but you know he's had injuries himself that have been just him getting hurt and that's you got to stay healthy. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if um, you just need, you need those guys to stay healthy. Is Gary Sanchez going to pull another groin running to friggin' first base? Is he going to be in shape enough to be out there for at least 145 games? It's So there are some questions just all around this team. And. One thing I hope, you keep guys like DJ LeMayu healthy, you keep guys like Labor Torres healthy, and you keep someone like Aaron Judge healthy. Those, to me, are the three guys, in terms of position player-wise, that you need to stay, you need them on the field. You need those three to stay healthy. Aaron Judge, because obviously he's that middle-of-the-order power that'll give you, you know, if healthy, 40 home runs, and he'll get on base at a near 400 clip, and he will hit for average, and he will play elite right-field defense, Um, So he's obviously the face of this team. One of the faces of this team. I actually think Labor Torres is the face of this team and you need him to stay healthy because he's just an all around excellent player. He can hit the ball. He can hit the ball for power contact in the clutch. Um, He plays defense when he's locked in out there. He's really good defensively. His first year at shortstop will be interesting, but they need him because of his ability to hit the ball at a high clip and, you know, in a lineup like the Yankees with a lot of strikeout-prone hitters, Glaber Torres's contact skills are important, and I continue to st- I expect him to continue to cut down on the K's as he's done so far from rookie season to sophomore season. I think his third year he'll continue to cut him down and eventually, hopefully, become a, a under twenty percent K rate guy. Um, in terms of who was the other guy, I said Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres, and DJ LeMayhew. I don't expect him to hit 330, whatever it was he did last year, and hit near 20, 27 home runs or something like that. I think there's going to be a drop off because of the juice ball, and you know, but I don't think the drop off is going to be anything significant. I still think he'll hit at near or above 300. Um, I still think he can hit you 20 plus home runs and make contact at a 15% strike with a 15% strikeout rate, something around that. And that's what you need. He's important because he brings that balance, right? Kind of like Glaber, but even more. He's a contact hitter, a strict contact hitter. This is a guy who does nothing but make contact. He puts the bat to the ball. He will settle for that single to right field. He will do what he do, what he needs to do for this team to to improve on the field. And that's why you need Glaber Torres. I'm sorry. That's why you need DJ the out there, along with Glaber Torres and along with Aaron Judge. Those are the three guys you want to see offensively, stay healthy. Um, as terms In terms of the pitching staff, like I said, Luis Severino has to finally live up to those expectations. Let's get going. I think he's entering his sixth season. It's time, bud. It's time for you to finally be that ace we talk about. Garrett Cole, right next to him, has to do his job and continue to be that ace that he was in Houston. Um, so I, I just hope, I really hope those two guys stay healthy, and I hope the three guys that we talked about, Aaron Judge, Gleyber Torres, and LeMahieu stay healthy as well. We need those guys to stay healthy. If anything else happens and it's to one of them, I'm going to flip out. I'm going to go insane because we need – obviously, we need everybody healthy, right? That's the thing here. But I'm trying to be a little bit realistic here because, like I said earlier at the start of this podcast, it's very rare where you go into a season and everybody is healthy, everybody's fine, everybody's playing 155-plus games. That's not going to happen. I'm kind of expecting at this point. It's inevitable. In today's era, it is inevitable. It's inevitable. I personally think all this working out, slamming tires with a friggin' sledgehammer and all that bullshit, chucking sh- tires and whatever the hell they do, I think that's too much. I think players are just emphasizing muscle power too much, and I think they need to, you know, look at look at guys like Derek Jeter. I think you need to. There's nothing wrong with being a finesse guy. It's not all about those, those heavy weights and shit. I just think that's a big part of why they're consistently injured. Now, hopefully, this James Paxton thing was was you know a um a final goodbye from the previous training staff that got fired and that this new staff has them doing better things out there now I'm no phys- uh, physical trainer or anything like that so don't take what i say for granted but no, don't take what i say seriously but it's i just hope you know they do things a little more smarter um, this season than they did last year <laughs> it's but yeah you know that's that and that's James Paxton's injured. It's it's not the worst in the world. It's obviously not the best in the world. We'll survive it as long as he's healthy when the timetable says he should be healthy by. Um, but yeah, this isn't anything that's going to drastically make me um, worried or anything. I never thought this guy was that great. I thought he was good. Now, when I say I think he's overrated, don't flip out. I said that on Twitter earlier and I had some probably some 16-year-old kid um, responding to me and telling me, you know, Again, he this guy I don't know. He told me he's not he's not overrated because he he had a great stretch at the end of the year. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people are calling this guy number one. To be a number one, like I said earlier, you have to pitch like a number one from April to the end of the, the end of the season, and he hasn't done that. And like I said, he's not healthy enough. Whether it's his fault or not, he's just not on the on the field on that mound consistently enough to be considered anything higher than a number three. So I think James Paxton is a number three pitcher and the Yankees have the depth to weather this storm as far as in the regular season goes to lose a number three pitcher for now. But hey, you just hope the best for him. Hopefully he can get back on that mound and and pitch his ass off in the final months of the year and be just fine for for the postseason when the real season starts. But as for now, man, I think I covered it all. You just hope that everybody else in that staff carries their weight and you hope they stay healthy on both ends of the field of the diamond. And Jesus just hope that this doesn't become another next man up thing. Oh my God. That was the worst thing ever. I'm sorry. And it it was cute for a little bit, right? We had our fun with that. He comes in, he does this thing, he gets hurt. He comes in and fills in just fine, but it, it, it got to a point and it kind of bit them in the ass towards the end of the year where it was, it was tiring, and it didn't work out in the end. Carnacion never came back healthy enough. He was horrible in the postseason. Stanton was in and out of that lineup. Um, Severino couldn't go more than three in the third, four and the third innings in the postseason, because of all these injuries, and they're taking it the easy on them. So you just hope this stops here, and it doesn't get much worse than it than where it is right now. You hope it doesn't become another one of those next man up, um, number two seasons. <laughs> it's. You have to stay healthy, man. That's the main thing. If you have all you can have all the talent in the world. But if you're not healthy, it means nothing. It means little. And that's unfortunately been the story with this little um with this Yankees team since we've started this new era of you know, the, the baby bombers coming up. But yeah hopefully it's not something that continues and hopefully it stops there and we get a successful season and when I say successful I don't mean a successful regular season I mean a successful April to October so to the end of October but um, that's all I got tonight guys I'm going to wrap this thing up we're about 23 minutes in so again Rob Carbone <clears throat> episode 70 of BD4 yanks lose Paxton and it's going to be a little bit before he comes back so if you just if you're just finding out today, Paxson was out four months. He's going to be out four months. Um, so that means, what, April to July or something like that. April, May, June, July. Yep. Due to a lumbar disectomy surgery, he got removing a cyst on his back. Again, this was something that it links back to last season where he had to get those injections um, on his ass cheek, I believe, and so I, I saw a report earlier today that said um, it has something to do with that. So it's and it does make you question why wasn't that dealt with? How did this just come up out of the blue and why weren't we hearing about it for a few days or a few weeks prior to today? But whatever, it is what it is. Yanks will battle through this. Uh, it's, it's really not that big of a deal to me. We'll see what happens. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. This has been Rob Carbone once again, bd4 episode 70 yanks lose paxton um if you haven't followed me follow me on twitter follow me on facebook follow me on wordpress follow me on soundcloud and follow me on youtube um you can find all that shit right down in the description and right down on my page so thank you so much for stopping by rob carbone signing out i'll see you guys next time ciao